You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports independent tech news directly. If you're not already, become a DTNS member now at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, December 12th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And it's snowing again here in Salt Lake City. I'm Scott Jones. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. It is not snowing here. That just threw me off just now. Yeah. I mean, of all the conversation we had pre-show, we didn't talk about snow. I hope you're staying warm, Scott Johnson. We talked about York. You guys will never get You're not going to get any snow. You guys no. are no free zone. No, we drive to the snow. Uh, either you know, either to the to the mountains or occasionally to the grapevine. Uh, it snows up there. Uh, we are true. going to talk a lot about all the stuff. Uh, Huawei, Intel's Architecture Day, Architecture Day, Comcast losing a vote in a small town. But let's start with a few tech things you should know. Well, CES has officially kicked off, even though most of you think, well, wait, doesn't that happen in January? Well, LG, among other companies, has a habit of announcing things in December that they're about to follow up on and show at CES in January. LG announced the less than three pound, 17 inch and the 2.53 pound, 14 inch Graham laptops. Only the 17 inch model, though, has a price and that price is $1,699. Wow, back to 17-inch notebooks. Uh, Zenimax Media is uh, says it's agreed to a subtle litigation against Facebook, Oculus, and individual executives, or executive, more importantly, for alleged misappropriation of VR technology. Zenimax launched the suit in 2014 after its software co-founder John Carmack joined Oculus as CTO. Uh, their claim is... He maybe took some VR stuff with him. Well, they're not claiming it anymore, I guess. Well, now they can't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the US FCC voted three to one to classify text messages as an information service like the internet or cable TV, not a telecommunication service like your phone. The vote means that carriers can now block spam and robocall text messages without worrying. They could they were blocking them before, but now they don't have to worry about violating common carrier concerns. The FCC says the decision pertains to bulk messaging, not individuals. Carriers in the U.S. may now block bulk messages from any organization for pretty much any reason. They say they're only going to do it to block spam, though. 
NamePros reports that Google has transferred the Duck.com domain to the search engine DuckDuckGo. Google got the name when it acquired on two technologies back in 2010. Hey, real quick about those ducks. Uh, I own NewDuck.com. I wonder if anyone wants to. It's it's for sale or or I should do something with it. Is it N-E-W or N-U? N-E-W Duck.com. Like you, should, you should talk to DuckDuckGo and, and do like a, a solid because they're the privacy protecting search engine and say, hey, you know, uh, I'd like to yeah. like to help you out. Yeah. folks. Or I make a website where I draw a new duck every day. That's or, what I'm thinking. Or doing. that. <laughs> you could right. also do that. <laughs> back into the mind of Scott Johnson. I mean, you dangled right. it out there like you're going to give it to DuckDuckGo, and then you pull it back with that great idea. That's right. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Epic's. Epic's in the giving mood, Scott. You should take a, a you know tip from them. Yeah, and Epic's all over the news lately with all their weird stuff they got going on. Well, there's more. Epic announced a free online services SDK. That offers cross-platform login, friends, presence, profile, and entitlements across PC, Mac, iOS, Android, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. In other words, every platform ever. It will launch on PC in quarter two or quarter three with uh, other platforms to be added throughout the year. Support for user-generated content, enhanced social features, anti-cheat stuff, and more are also planned to come with it. It will launch with Unreal Engine and Unity integration as well as work on top of AWS with support for Google Cloud Platform Plan. This is actually kind of a big deal and is completely fitting with a, a, a philosophy they had previously to this just applied to Fortnite, which is the game that has suddenly given them such a notoriety and such a power in the industry. But that game was all about, we want this to be playable everywhere and we want your account to be usable everywhere and cause some controversy on PlayStation and PlayStation blinked and so they got it over there and it's on the Switch, and it's on the phone and it's the same account everywhere. And this just feels like that philosophy writ large and inserted into their already top selling industry standard engine, as well as uh, integration into the, the big runner up, which is Unity. It's a big deal, actually. Yeah. This It's huge. Yeah, I mean, you're calling it a philosophy, and I, I get why you're saying that because it is part of Epic's philosophy. But it, it 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 is taking that platform. It's taking the platform they developed from Fortnite and saying, "Hey, wouldn't everybody else like to use this here? You, yeah. Now you can." Yeah, they they took a philosophy. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this is the process. It's also it's not just the philosophy. I guess is what I'm saying. It's the entire technology that yeah, they developed. It is, yeah. the, it is the physical. It is the physical manifestation. Yeah, of philosophy, and it's great because. I think the gaming world is headed this direction, generally speaking. I also think it'd be great if platform, we had to be less dependent on platforms having to come up with solutions and more the game developers having more standards to work with. Uh, then you're not relying on Sony's thing or Nintendo's terrible online services or Microsoft's good online service compared to somebody else. Like it's just a way to tighten it up put the control in the publishers and developers hands. I think this is awesome. Yeah. And still, a great way to put more engines. Too. Still will require the platforms to go along. So Sony could still block people who are using this SDK. It doesn't ensure you'll get to the platform, but it says if they let you on, then this will make it easy. Sources tell Bloomberg that as early as the spring, meaning spring 2019, Apple will announce the relaunch of Texture as a premium service in the iOS news app, offering unlimited access to around 200 magazines as a monthly subscription price. Apple's reportedly trying to convince the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times to join the service and that might be advantageous for both because magazine ad sales are expected to drop more than 10% in 2018. 
Okay, so for a while, the the conventional wisdom in the tech world has been subscriptions. Subscriptions are the way. Uh, who look at Hulu? Look at Netflix. I don't know why I said Hulu first there. That was probably just charity because <laughs> uh, everyone says look at Netflix. Look at Amazon. Uh, they get they get people to subscribe to shipping, subscribe to movies. Subscriptions are the thing, and and subscriptions are on the rise, and they're they're making a lot of money for people. There's also the subscription boxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Can this work? the way Apple needs it to work in order to convince these publications to join it. Because if I understand it right, mm-hmm. for, let's say, $10 a month, uh, you get to read anything that's in the service. And, and Apple actually simplified Texture recently to one tier. There, you used to have a separate tier for weeklies versus monthlies. Now there's just one tier. And then the publications get paid based on what articles people are reading. So it's a little bit like Spotify, right? The 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 listens it's of exactly music. It's exactly like a music right. subscription service. If you listen to a song, a, a small amount goes to the person who made that song and and over the aggregate of a lot of people listening to Spotify, uh you get you write a big check to the publishers. Apple wants to promise this will happen, except everybody listens to music on their phone. I don't know that people are reading magazines even on their tablets. It's It's been difficult to get people to make that transition. What's happening is they're just reading the web or they're reading apps. They're right, not reading magazines in print, but they're also not reading. They're not making a transition here. I think it's a different situation. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And also, I thought I was going to be one of these guys back in the in the early texture days. I thought I was going to be the, the target because I missed magazines. I thought I did. So I thought, well, ah, cool. This would be a way to do it, kind of like I do with my comics and Comixology and other comics apps. This is going to be a great service. I'm going to totally do this. And I did it, or it was something like it. I can't remember now. And I looked at it once or twice, and then never again and went, why am I spending money on this every month? So I stopped doing it. So I don't know. I feel like the whole world might think they want it, or Apple certainly thinks we want it, but I don't think we want it the way they think. Well, and there's so much much AI effort going into, let's make these assistants be able to speak our news to us in a way that makes them sound more human than ever, uh, negating the need for us to be actually reading this. So uh, I wonder what Apple is, it's sort of like, what are you doubling down on? It's it's a little antiquated, sure. And there are definitely people who are like, I, I know that, and you'll probably write us in afterwards saying like, no, I love, I, I love my magazine subscriptions. I love the idea of this all being in one place. This is great for me. I feel like Apple probably wants to figure out how to make this a Siri thing going forward. Yeah, I had to guess. It, the, we're not saying nobody does this. That's, that's not no. what we're saying at all, but it Certainly has to not. be a lot of people doing it in order to make the economics work out because for publishers to give over the relationship with the customer, first of all, is a big deal. All publications have a close relationship with their subscribers where they can market directly to them, use the data they have to hand that over to Apple and to say, well, we'll take we'll take a percentage of the money from people reading versus the guaranteed money of a direct subscription on our website, in the case of the New York Times, for instance, right? You're going to have to have a lot of people, not just some people, not even just a lot of people, a huge number of people 
using this app to make the economics work out. Remember, people were com- music publishers were complaining about Spotify as, as recently as a year ago because there just weren't quite enough of the tens of millions they would need to make the economics work out. Those complaints have gone away as Spotify has risen. Apple's thinking they can do for magazines what they've done with Apple Music and and after they acquired Beats, just you know launching it through the stratosphere and becoming the number two music app and, and potentially number one in many markets. I don't know that they can. Yeah. At Intel's Architecture Day, the company announced it plans to introduce products in 2019 built on Foveros 3D stacking. Uh, some of you who follow memory may realize that stacking in memory, 3D memory, has has caused some efficiencies that speed up RAM and, and other kinds of memory. Well, the technology stacks processing components inside a CPU, inside a chip. On-die memory, power regulation, graphics, and AI could all constitute separate chiplets, uh, and sometimes they can be stacked for that efficiency. It also means, because you're creating these little chiplets, that some of them could be manufactured on the 10 nanometer process, and so the CPU could be manufactured on the 10 nanometer process, even while others are still on the 14 or 22 nanometer process. That's important for Intel, which has had some difficulty getting everything working on their 10 nanometer process. Intel also announced Sunny Cove will be the next architecture, uh, the next Intel code word that you can you can remember. Uh, that will be at the heart of the next-gen Core and Xeon processors coming at the end of the year. And Intel promises its Gen 11 integrated graphics are going to kill. Uh, they'll be able to play some pretty decent games as they surpass one teraflop. Intel still plans to introduce a discrete graphics processor as well. If you've heard them say that, they, they doubled down on that. That is right now called the XE and they promise it to come in 2020. Mm. Graphics integration and Intel never been a great marriage for me in the past, but um, every time they talk about it, I get a little excited because it's Intel and maybe they'd finally figure their stuff out and quit letting the likes of NVIDIA and others uh, poop on their parade, but it's never quite what they promised me it's going to be, but I don't know. It's so hard with chips these days. Like I'd love this entire thing architecture day is awesome i love the idea that hey we got new chips coming and the process is getting better and we're doing all the things and we got the chiplets and the whatnot it's just, <laughs> i do feel like the, the jumps are so much less drastic these days it's less exciting than it used to be i mean not that this isn't you know it's all good these are all good things everybody i don't know one teraflops on integrated graphics pretty exciting I, pretty- I i get what you're saying that overall it's not the big jumps they're that we passing used to even yeah yeah like yeah i mean these <laughs> These are these are stats that, you know, 10 years ago, we'd all laugh at and say, oh, please. Yeah, we're never going to get that there. And and the hardcore gamer is still going to want a discrete graphics card. And a hardcore gamer is going to take a lot of convincing to use an Intel discrete graphics card. But the regular gamer who's like, yeah, it'd be nice. But you know what? I just want to play games on the thing I already own Uh, Mm -hmm. an integrated graphics card like that. Is, is definitely a boon to the yeah. monthly video game briefing kind of of user. The MVG. Ooh, people should check that show out, by the way. It's at frogpants.com stuff, <laughs> MVGB, and you should do it right now. Hey, look at this. Comcast offered to bring internet service to 96% of 1,300 residents in Charlton, Massachusetts for $462,103.23, rather, plus interest to be paid over 15 years. The plan would save the town money as the alternative uh, would now get this would be to spend 1.5 million to build a municipal network, which uh, was approved in 2015. They all voted for it at a town meeting. 50% or 56% of 160 residents voted against accepting the Comcast offer. 
The municipal plan is expected to break uh, even over the long term. Verizon DSL is the ISP for about 88% of the residents right now. Basically, what it boils down to, and we talked about it on TMS this morning, the people of the town took the initiative and they're well, a, a minority of the people of the town took the initiative to say no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make no. the same point. In fact, I'm going to do the math right here. 160 <laughs> times 0.56, that's 89.6 people. Of the 1,300 that would be covered said, uh-uh, and just barely half. Yeah, yeah. so 7% of the town determined the fate. Uh, it's probably a topic for another type of show. Uh, right, but right. the fact is of the 160 people who cared to show up for this, uh, the majority of them said, you know what? It makes more sense for us to have guaranteed $75 a month gigabit fiber uh, that is under control and will pay for itself. That's the other part of this. Comcast was saying, hey, this will save you money, but it would save them money in the short term. In the long term, it will prevent taxes from being needed for this because uh, once it's built, it's built, and the 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 town will actually make money off of it. Uh, also, no data caps, uh, guaranteed accessibility. Since the town's doing it, they're not going to have a concern uh, about where to roll it out. They're going to roll it out to the whole town. Yeah, I just I love the idea that they all kind of showed up and did this, but then you're reminded that they didn't all show up and do it. Just a very tiny percentage of them did. And it bums me out that that scales down so hard. You'd think in a little town, everybody would be stoked. Well, and how much of that too is, hey, listen, we're on Verizon. Comcast seems evil. Eh, I don't know. We don't want to switch at this point. Mm, yeah, some of that. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think in the long run, despite the fact that it's going to cost them a little bit more um, in the short term, less in the long run, uh, and it's theirs to control, as I said on this morning, this morning's uh, segment with Tom, I think that's just better. If I was in this small town, that's what I'd want. I'd want that kind of control, even if, you know, it's not really control. But, you know, it's municipal. You you kind of own it as a citizen by making this decision. Your taxes are going to pay for things. I like that versus Comcast coming in, doing what they want, pulling out when they want, changing things when they want. I mean, well, sure. And, you know, in a town of, what, 1,300 uh, people that are in um, the 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 boundaries. It's a small town. I mean, sure, they're smaller, but I mean, that's that's a very small town by most standards. So the fact that at least a vocal amount of of citizens said, nah, no, 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 we're going to do our own municipal thing. Screw mm-hmm. you, Verizon, um, or screw you, Comcast, rather, um, is uh, I don't know. I mean, more power to you. Maybe I, it is a little bit of a screw Verizon as well. I would argue that <laughs> I would argue that this works better in a smaller town. Comcast came in and said, "Look, there's no risk to the town's municipal fiber from potential future competition," which is a little bit of a like, "Hey, we could come in and still, you know, drive out your we we could still build here even if you don't even if you do your municipal. Do you want us competing with you? Uh, less town borrowing." So, so basically saying like, Hey, uh, it's a fixed cost. You pay us once. That's it. You get, you get this. Uh, and we'll do a $10 per month, 15 megabit per second package for people with low income. Now those all work when you don't trust the government, when you're like, you know what, we should go with the fixed cost because they say it's 1.5 million, but you know how these governments get, they do the cost just run and run and run. But in a town of 1300, they may trust that it's like, hey, I know the guy who's running this and we'll make sure that it works. Also, they're not doing it themselves. They're contracting with Westfield Gas and Electric, which is doing this for 20 small towns in Western mm-hmm. Massachusetts. So they have a competent partner 
who also received a grant to design the network, uh, which keeps the the cost down. So to me, this is the benefit of of a small town is saying, hey, we actually can hold our government. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Unaccountable easy because we all know each other. Uh, and so we therefore we have more trust that this will get done the way it said. And we'll get 100% fiber, not fiber coax. It'll make the town money. Uh, it's, it's transparent billing and marketing. There's not going to be a bunch of extra taxes and fees. Let's go for it. Yep. I want to live there. I want their speed. You don't want their snow. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't want their snow, but he's into the snow already. I got the snow. They might be okay in Massachusetts. Algorithm released a new version of its music mixing DJ app for iOS. It's a universal app for both iPhone and iPad that includes support for DJ hardware over USB-C. Now, the app is free with classic mixing features and Spotify integration. At $4.99 per month, the subscription unlocks advanced features, which previously were added through in-app purchases. So a little bit of a different business strategy here. Existing app owners can get a subscription for $9.99 after the first year. For the first year, not after the first year. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So so in other words, if you're like, hey, I already paid for this app, uh, they'll be like, great. You know what? We'll give you like a super discount. You pay for two months ahead of time and you get the whole year, uh, essentially. Uh, And it's the change from the in-app purchase model where you were you were buying the DJ mixing app and getting to use it forever, but if you wanted the new features as they got rolled out, you had to pay for those. Now they're mm-hmm. saying, you get the app for free, it'll have some basic features you can use forever, but if you want our new features as they roll out, pay a subscription. So $5 a month means you'll always get whatever the new features are that they're adding. Oh, the subscription model continues to work for audio programs. Not only that, but it's 
I mean, everything's moving to it. I'm nervous. There's uh, a lot of the apps I use on my iPad Pro uh, for, you know, art and stuff for graphics uh, have already done that. And the one that I love the most is a flat $499 and has been since the beginning, the the app called Procreate, easily the best art app, in my opinion, on the entire ecosystem. It's fantastic. And every time I use it, I go, this is too cheap. This is too cheap. I'm using this too cheaply. There's no way this isn't going to go up. It's something's going to happen. And I am just waiting for the day. I'm not trying to give them ideas because, you know, I like the price now. But I also think they should deserve more. And so what I think is going to happen is they're going to get around to doing the same thing. I think it happens across the board, music, art, uh, utilities, whatever it is, subscription, things as a service is how people are going to do stuff moving forward more and more and more. Fat and, beats and as less. a service. Yeah. From well, and especially that whole thing about, um, you know, in-app purchases have made lots of app companies, lots of money, lots of companies in general. Um, but if, you know, if I'm sort of like, mm, okay, well, I don't have to like pay for like cool Photoshop things. Maybe I could just like cruise on a, on a, um, a, a, a version that I don't have to pay for. Photoshop is probably a stupid example of this, but you know what I mean? Then I will. And, and algorithm probably realizes, well, enough people were figuring out that they didn't really need all that extra stuff. So if you bundle in a subscription and make it seem uh, like you're getting a way cooler version of the app um, and this is now your only option, they end up making more money in the future. Yep. All right. In the continuing saga of Huawei CFO Meng Wanzhou, uh, she was released on bail by a Canadian court Tuesday. Meng must remain in British Columbia, provide a supervisor with telephone numbers, live at a home that was selected as her residence, a $5.6 million home, stay indoors from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. So she can't leave that that residence overnight. And she'll have to... <laughs> Where are you going to go? During well, hours? but that's okay. to keep her from sneaking away in the, in the sure, dark of, of night, right? It's, it's yeah. basically putting a restriction on flight. <laughs> flight it's, reducing, it's reducing the flight risk. That's actually a pretty standard thing. Also, having to surrender her passports... Uh, is is a standard thing when you're under investigation uh, and be under the watch of a security company. Also, she has to wear an ankle bracelet. So, yes, she was released on bail, but she is definitely not out of the hot water. The U.S., of course, if you somehow haven't heard, is seeking extradition of Wang of Meng on uh, accusation of fraud regarding sale of technology to Iran in violation of U.S. sanctions. Now, U.S. President Donald Trump told Reuters he might intervene in the case if it would help trade negotiations with China. It's hard to tell if that's just kind of capitalizing on something that was happening already. Um, but uh, that, that's, that's sort of the latest update. I don't, I don't know how much else we have to say about this, but uh, it is progressing, uh, and, and it is not progressing in a way that's necessarily favorable to Huawei. Yeah. What I, what strikes me about it is it's um, without being, I don't want to be too sensational here, but it has kind of a dystopic flavor to it. The idea that a uh, rightly or wrongly a CEO or in this case a CFO, but a big wig at some big international company uh, is detained uh, in this way. It feels weird and futury, and I don't know if my cyberpunk future is around the corner or not. It's no, something it's, about it. It's a. It's this is an unusual situation, right? There, there are there are a lot of days where we do daily tech news show where I look at stories and go, "This is being clickbait marketed as unusual," but it's not, uh, and that is the norm. This this is unusual. You do not see the chief financial officer of a major corporation. Uh, arrested and put on bail with an ankle bracelet, you know, like that's, 
uh, especially from a country that's not involved in the dispute. This is a dispute between the United States and China. The reason, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, this usually doesn't happen is because everybody knows where they should and shouldn't go. The big companies have enough leverage over countries that they know they can pass freely. And if they feel like that leverage may be threatened, they don't go there. So this was a miscalculation on the part of Wenzhou. Uh, she, Meng Wenzhou, thought she could travel safely through Vancouver Airport, uh, and she miscalculated. She did not expect Canada to come in on the side of the U.S. in this particular situation, and they did. Especially since Canada and the U.S., and actually most of the Americas, has an extradition treaty with the U.S. So the request, you know, if they went by the book and, and the Justice, U.S. Justice Department went by the book and did every, filled everything out, I mean, they would honor that request unless there were some mitigating circumstances that would disallow it. And, and it's that's not- what I think Huawei thought was this is not a valid claim. It's going, to, it's going to be determined that it needs more evidence. And by that time, I'll have made my flight to back to China. Right. Yeah. The whole thing, uh, again, like I, I, I don't know, I don't know how this ends, you know, on the one hand, oh, I'll intervene maybe, uh, because it'll help, uh, trade relations. But at the same time, we've, you know, certainly we're taking a much harder line against Iran stuff right now. So why would we do that? Cause it would seem to go counter to that. Like, I don't know if there's a good answer to any of this. It feels well, like I mean, you're, you're trying to look for an answer in a very complex geopolitical mm-hmm. context. Yeah. And one of the things I will say is stuff like this has happened before, but as Tom said, it's not a regular thing, right? Whether it's Pinochet, when he was planning to travel to Europe and the Spanish court said, like, as soon as he puts his foot in the EU country, he gets arrested. He said, all right, I'm not going to go that way. So, I mean, for a lot of individuals who are in a similar circumstance, like Tom has suggested, they have like, okay, not going to go through there because the risk is too great that I might fall afoul of the local jurisdiction and be arrested and then hauled before, you know, uh, uh, you know, another country that had an extradition treaty with that nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the way this plays out is, uh, the, the, if nothing else happens, uh, Mung gets extradited. It, it looks like that's likely, uh, and is is transported to the United States. And the United States then puts her on trial, uh, and and she is on trial for being on the board of a company that violated Iranian sanctions, uh, while that company. What had a relationship with Huawei, and and the 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 point of contention seems like it will be: Did that company really uh, just act as a subsidiary of Huawei, uh, or was it acting on its own? If 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 the court says, ah, eh, no, that subsidiary was a, was was separate, then you've got a different situation, and that company is already wound down and it didn't do anything. But if it's part of Huawei, uh, then you've got a different situation in the court because Meng, uh, being the CFO of Huawei, now is responsible uh, for for this action of this other company. So that's what it's going to turn on. The whole thing is going to go away before it gets to that case. Because whether this is part of trade negotiations or not, it is definitely up for negotiation. And the United States will use it to get something out of China. At least that, again, is my opinion. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Also, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on other folks' stories, your peers, at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. You can do the same thing on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Hey, is that the mailbag? 
Oh, it is, Tom. <laughs> kind of funny that you saw that there. Uh, <laughs> Matt, who has been a patron uh, since 2018. So thank you, Matt, for being a patron this year, says, greetings from toasty and traffic slammed India. I'm here on business in a Western state and found this ad on the front page of the local paper and was fascinated. Now, for anybody who's listening to the audio version, it was an ad uh, convincing folks who use WhatsApp not to fall for fake news. Uh, uh, Matt says, I asked our local development team why they think it's such a big issue. They believe more than 50% of WhatsApp news is fake and started by people enjoying making jokes of events and other people. But now readers want to believe the platform is also so powerful and so ingrained in local culture that it's in addition to their tech ecosystem. And it's almost too much to change for the culture to keep up with. Before 2014, there was no outlet sharing this type of content, either satirical or informational. And they don't see the demand for this content changing anytime soon. Thank you, Matt. I love getting these boots on the ground uh, situations. And if you are uh, able to watch the YouTube video, uh, Roger's got got the ad up uh, for you to take a look at. And uh, we'll, we'll try to figure out how to include a link to it in the show notes as well. Also, Stephen Schleicher asks, uh, hey, major spoilers, Stephen Schleicher, if I'm driving a driverless car, do I need a driver's license? I'm not technically driving, just sitting in the driver's seat. Aging drivers want to know. Not me, of course. I'll be young forever. Uh, if you're driving, yeah, you need a driver's license. Yeah. Uh, and the company who makes the driverless car also needs to be registered with the local authority to operate these cars on the road. If you're not driving, if you're just riding uh, and there's no safety driver, then you wouldn't need it if we ever get yeah. to that point. Yeah, I would think so. Well, thanks to everybody who uh, sends us great meal- mailbag stuff every day. And, of course, thanks to Scott Johnson for being with us this fine Wednesday. Scott, what's been going on since we saw you last? Schleicher, take the wheel. Um, okay. I was going to say – what was I going to say? <laughs> I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm not going to talk about anything people can get on stores anymore because I'm not, we're still trying to ship everything we've got. And I don't want to put anybody out there and have it get there after Christmas. So instead of doing that, I would like to remind people that Patrick Beja, Tuesday's on DTNS, uh, guest host and myself every month do a little show called the monthly video game briefing briefing or MVGB, which you can find at frogpants.com slash MVGB. It's also all over the place on uh, dailytechnewsshow.com. You'll find it. And when you do subscribe to it, listen to it, give us your feedback. It's a video game show with a slightly different bent. We come at you monthly and say, all right, here's what's happening. Here's what's going on. And we look at it through the eyes of a more, uh, sort of tech-related uh, point of view. So check it out. If you like it, let us know. And for everything else for me, you can find me at frogpants.com or at Scott Johnson on Twitter. Of course, big thanks to all the listeners who are supporting us and everybody who is joining us as we move towards that goal of getting one more patron than last month. Thank you, folks, for piling in. Keep it coming. Patreon.com slash DTNS. And a quick mention, uh, this show is the spiritual successor of Tech News Today and Buzz Out Loud. And if you liked Molly Wood and I doing podcasts together back in the Buzz Out Loud days, well, I've got good news. It's a Thing is coming back. Uh, Molly and I will be doing our first return episode to It's a Thing at itsathing.me on Thursday. And in fact, if you want to hear us record it on Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, you got to become a patron there, patreon.com slash it's a thing, and then you can get access to the Discord and listen to us there. So I thought I would let you all know. Excellent. So glad to have Molly back in the family. Our email address on this show is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 21.30 UTC. And find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. It's possible Justin Robert Young will be here tomorrow. Join us tomorrow and find out. 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 